Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, when we're talking about this offseason, who do we talk about? We talk about Dougie Hamilton, then we talk about Luke Hughes, we talk about Jonathan Bernier, and we talk about Thomas Tatar. But what about Ryan Graves? Because his impact is actually, you know, silent but deadly. And overall, I feel like he has had a great impact uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. He just, you know, unfortunately got lost in the sea of good players. And I believe the Devils found a diamond in the rough with Ryan Graves. And we should be excited to see what he does this upcoming season for our top line defensive uh, pairing of him and Hamilton. Possibly. I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, let's talk about Ryan Graves' impact because, like I said, I feel like more people just need to talk about it and be more appreciative of what he's able to do. So buckle up. It's going to be a Ryan Graves-centered episode. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 10.35 p.m. Eastern Time, August 31st, 2021 at the time of this recording. Now, uh, happy first day of September when this episode goes live. It's hard to believe that September is finally here. I don't know about you guys, but it feels as though the month of August really dragged on because I can think of so many things I did during the month of August and I'm just like, Wow, I really did all that in just a month span. So, you know, maybe August uh, having 31 days, um, you know, makes it seem like it's longer. I don't know what the case might be, but that's just my personal opinion. So anyways, once again, happy first day of September and hopefully you uh, have a great uh, stretch drive to end the uh, 2021 fiscal year. So let's talk about uh, Ryan Gray's. Now, before we do, if you missed the last episode, I basically did a somewhat of a compelling uh, episode in terms of the pettiness and the drama happening between the Montreal Canadiens and the Carolina Hurricanes. Basically, uh, a $20 signing bonus, an offer sheet, uh, you know, just all sorts of drama that uh, went on to Twitter, including the Carolina Hurricanes uh, tweeting some stuff in French and also changing uh, their Twitter bio to French just to troll the Montreal Canadiens since they have a good amount of French-Canadian uh, uh, fan base. So, you know, I found it very entertaining and I'm all for it. Whatever gets the fans talking, especially since we're, uh, you know, in the slow days of August for hockey news. So, anyway, uh, let's focus on it now. So, uh, Ryan Graves. I've been talking fondly about Ryan Graves, but I feel as though we need to have more of a centered episode on him. So, uh, we had a centered episode on him a while back when, when I discussed the uh, Mikhail Maltsev uh, trade in which that's how we were able to obtain him. So I want to talk more about his game because I feel as though Ryan Graves is like the dark horse. So I talked about the New Jersey Devils being a dark horse in the NHL because, you know, we got Dougie Hamilton, we got Jonathan Bernier, obviously we got Ryan Graves, we got Luke Hughes for the future, and it just seems like, you know, we're heading in the right direction, especially if Jack Hughes is able to take a step forward and if Nico Heger is able to stay healthy and then you know the guys surrounding them are able to you know hold their weight including Miles Wood and Pavel Zaka those are our x-factors uh coming into this season but I feel as though we need to talk more about Ryan Graves because I feel like his defense and his overall impact is really slept on if that makes any sense because it just seems as though Ryan Graves doesn't really get any love in terms of 
you know, um, you know, uh, people saying this was a successful offseason for the New Jersey Devils because, you know, they talk about Thomas Tatar, they talk about Jonathan Bernier, they obviously talk about Dougie Hamilton, but no one really talks about Ryan Graves. And like I've mentioned many times on the show before, he was the main domino piece that fell for us to obtain, you know, some of those players. So, you know, uh, a while back when I, uh, you know, first heard about the trade, I just said this won't be the first and it certainly won't be the last uh, move that the New Jersey Devils make this offseason. It's just sort of a starter trade. But just because it's a starter trade doesn't mean, um, you know, he's not valuable. So I want to center this on Ryan Graves and his overall impact for the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, for a while, we've been in a dark place in terms of the offseason. So a couple years ago, remember when we got P.K. Subban and, you know, we had all this high expectations because, you know, we were trying to get back to the playoffs, um, you know, our last playoff run. Uh, was uh, the 2018 season in which um, we uh, got gentlemen swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it was just like, how do we get back to the playoffs? What uh, player is available for the taking? Basically, the Nashville Predators were just trying to dump P.K. Subban's large contract because he still has one year left on his contract from when he signed with the Montreal Canadiens, I believe, seven or eight years ago. So, you know, just his production was going down a bit. But I'm sure the Devils said, you know what, uh, his worst is still better than most people's best. And quite honestly, I think we can all agree with that. So, you know, that offseason, it was kind of a fail because we had to end up cleaning house that year. Then last season, it was more of a quiet offseason for us. We were just trying to find a lot of, like, you know, players that fell completely under the radar. So, you know, I talk about this a lot. You know, Thomas Tatar, for example, falls under, you know, people's radars just because of how his tenure with the Montreal Canadiens ended. But, um, you know, when we're looking at last year's offseason, we were just trying to find, you know, uh, I guess, what's the correct term? Ruined goods, I believe that's the term in terms of just like, you know, these players have shown flashes of, you know, being good. But at the same time, they're nothing special. So Andreas Janssen, you know, when you look at his stats for uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's just like, you know, his stats were solid, but nothing spectacular, nothing that got me out of my seat. I was just like, oh, okay, you know, he could potentially be a top six player. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think um, Andreas Janssen is more of a bottom six player. And I think that's uh, where the Devils are certainly going to put him to uh, begin the year. And, you know, if he doesn't step up, then he's going to be on the trading block. We traded away a fifth round pick for Ryan Murray. Ryan Murray is the former second overall pick. And that didn't work out. He ends up going to the Colorado Avalanche. And then we got uh, Corey Crawford, a former uh, Stanley Cup champion with the Chicago Blackhawks. And, you know, if he were to run for mayor of Chicago, I bet he would win by a landslide. So, and, you know, that didn't work out because he abruptly retired. So we don't really talk about last year's offseason because nothing really happened for us. We got Alexander Holtz, but at the same time, it wasn't like anything that got us out of our seat. It wasn't like fully anticipated that we were going to get Alexander Holtz. I talked about it like in August, like a couple of months before the draft occurred. But it's just like we needed that exciting offseason. And here we go. We, we once again had an exciting offseason in which we were get, able to get Dougie Hamilton, who, you know, mark my words, he will be a future Norris Trophy winner. He could win it this upcoming uh, season. We don't know. But, you know, there's that. And then, you know, Jonathan Bernier, who is a former champion. And then Thomas Tatar, who led the Montreal Canadiens in scoring just a couple of seasons ago. But, you know, we talk about those players, but we don't really talk about Ryan Graves, if that makes any sense. So I was basically just trying to paint you guys a picture of, you know, our offseason. It just seems like, you know, people just forget about uh, Ryan Graves because I hear even more people talking about Luke Hughes. And, you know, you know, that is very exciting because, you know, when we're talking about Luke Hughes, he's the younger brother of Jack Hughes. That was our guy. That was the player that we were supposed to be 
quote-unquote tanking for and then you know it, it raised the silly season discussion question as to whether or not we should pursue Quinn Hughes if the Vancouver Canucks decide to get rid of him to help their salary issues so you know we, we I hear a lot of people talking about that so let's talk more about Ryan Graves and his overall impact because you know I've been seeing a lot of articles pop up recently saying that Ryan Graves deserves a lot more respect I think uh, Ryan Graves' fan page on Twitter uh, can attest to that so when we talk about Ryan Graves this episode we're going to be talking about where does he slide in in terms of the defensive pairing we're going to talk about his advanced analytics why it didn't work out with the Colorado Avalanche and just why he is that diamond in the rough because this is a move that is you know heavily slept on in my opinion by the entire NHL community and by uh, a lot of Devils uh, fans because it seems like Ryan Graves goes over the heads of many in fact I uh, received a tweet from someone saying that Ryan Graves will be a bottom four defenseman and quite honestly I don't agree with that I don't think that's what Ryan Graves was brought in to do and I think there's a lot more capability that Ryan Graves possesses that you know we're not really seeing on the surface so we're going to talk about that in a second but first I have to give you guys the first live read this morning and it comes from rockauto.com so with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent or even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain or car dealership rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every consumer they have everything you need from brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet so go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com now the second live read comes from direct tv so does this scenario sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff well i want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your tv together it's called direct tv stream and it brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and that's the best part there's no annual contract so i will repeat that again the best part no annual contract so get rid of that clutter and that confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package so uh when we're talking about ryan graves and his overall impact i like i mentioned i believe it's slept on so a while back i uh brought up the fact saying like you know luke hughes is a left-handed defenseman but when we're looking at the devil's roster in terms of left-handed defenseman you know first and foremost ty smith that's our go-to guy because he was all rookie team and it seems like he has a very bright future and he was leading our defensive unit when he was a rookie so you know the fact that he has to worry about his rookie statistics and just make a name for himself at the nhl level and the fact that he's carrying a you know i guess for the most part a team of veterans because we had Damon Severson, we had P.K. Subban, Ryan Murray, Will Butcher on the team. And the fact that, you know, he's doing the best out of all those guys, you know, really says something about his true impact and, you know, how young our respective team is. So 
uh, you know, Ty Smith, that's our go-to left-handed defenseman, in my opinion. Then Jonas Siegenthaler, uh, it seems like, you know, I've mentioned this many, many, many times on the show before, and I sound like a broken record when I say this, but uh, Lindy Ruff seems to really like Jonas Siegenthaler. He lobbied for him, uh, you know, uh, come the trade deadline and basically told the Devils to trade for him, and, you know, we signed him to that extension, and we didn't expose him in the uh, expansion draft. So, you know, there's that right there. So it kind of raised the question because we have Brian Graves as well. So, you know, we have Graves, Smith, and Siegenthaler as our left-handed defenseman. And I was just like thinking to myself, um, should we draft Luke Hughes? Because Luke Hughes is also a left-handed defenseman. And, you know, Graves, Smith, and Siegenthaler are all respectfully young. So it's just like, would there be room for Luke Hughes if he was to join the roster? And, you know, I got a few tweets uh, responding to it. I said, maybe we should elect to draft, you know, Brand Clark because he's a defenseman, but he's a right-handed defenseman. And, you know, we can slide him in because... I'm not sure if P.K. Subban is in the works for, uh, you know, our future. You know, uh, Damon Severson, I don't know what's going to happen with him. And then, uh, you know, we were anticipated to get Dougie Hamilton. So I was just like, you know, maybe we should consider drafting Brant Clark just to even it out a bit. And, you know, some of you were like, nope, Luke Hughes is our go-to guy. And uh, if need be, Ty Smith can play the right-handed defenseman position. And one Twitter account said that uh, Ryan Graves is going to be a bottom four defenseman. And, like I said, I do not agree with that under any circumstance. Ryan Graves, according to uh, DailyFaceoff.com, is projected to be on the top line with Dougie Hamilton. So it'll go like this. Ryan Graves and Dougie Hamilton, Ty Smith and Damon Severson, and Jonas Siegenthaler and P.K. Subban. Obviously, that is not set in stone. I can't confirm nor deny if that's going to be the opening uh, day lineup. We'll see what happens. But, you know, that's what it's projected to be. And Quite honestly, I wouldn't mind if Ryan Graves is playing on the top defensive pairing with Dougie Hamilton or, you know, the second tier defensive pairing and, you know, we move Ty Smith to the top one because, like I said, Ty Smith held his ground pretty well uh, this past season and, you know, he's obviously been on the team longer than Ryan Graves, so it seems like, you know, maybe giving Ty Smith the nod at the uh, defensive line uh, pairing number one wouldn't be the worst idea in the world in my opinion and then Ryan Graves being the uh, on the second defensive line but like I said Ryan Graves will not be playing on the third defensive line pairing that's just not going to happen and his overall impact guys like I said is really slept on so we're going to talk about that uh, right now so um, you know when we're looking at his situation for the Colorado Avalanche so I talk about this a lot. The Devils were in a pickle last uh, season. And Ryan Graves was also in a pickle because, you know, you had uh, Kale McCarr, you had Sam Girard, and you had Devon Taves. And, uh, you know, when, when we're looking at the expansion draft, you know, you can protect, I believe, three defensemen. So, you know, uh, Girard, McCarr, and Taves are going to be protected by the Colorado Avalanche. So Ryan Graves is going to be the odd man out in that regards, and he's going to be exposed in the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. So, you know, rewind the clock a little bit. But, you know, like I said, the expansion draft was pretty much a letdown, so there's no guarantee that uh, Ryan Graves was going to be selected by uh, the Seattle Kraken. But, you know, you don't want to take that risk. You really don't. So, uh, you know, like I said, Ryan Graves, he signed for this year and next season. Honestly, it would make sense for the Seattle Kraken to select him. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't know uh, what would have happened had he remained with the Colorado Avalanche organization and had they left him exposed in the draft. So when we're looking at Ryan Graves, his numbers are actually pretty decent. So, you know, from an offensive standpoint, uh, he appeared in 54 games uh, last season. He had two goals, 13 assists for a grand total of 15 points. So, you know, when you're looking at that, you're just like, eh, yeah, whatever. But 
I want to focus on his Corsi 4 percentage. So I've talked about this in my episode with Dougie Hamilton. So Corsi 4 percentage is used to evaluate a player's team's puck possession on the ice. A typical hockey player has a Corsi 4 percentage between 45% and 55%. Corsi uh, 4 percentage is calculated as the sum of shots on goal, missed shots, and blocked shots over the shots against, missed shots against, and blocked shots against at equal strength. So uh, I've, I've, like I said, I talked about it on the show before. So if I'm, uh, you know, talking about something and it sounds very familiar, just reiterating, talked about it on the Dougie Hamilton episode a while back. So according to blogger Kent Wilson, most players will have a Corsi four percentage between 40 and 60 and a player or team ranked above 55% is often considered elite. So when we're looking at Ryan Grace Corsi four percentage, uh, this past season, it's at 57.4%. And in his career, it's at 53%. So, you know, uh, for his career, he's actually, you know, really close on the elite tier in terms of his Corsi 4 percentage. And, you know, when I was doing research, I was just like, how do we evaluate a defenseman's overall impact? And, you know, I was just saying we could look at, you know, block shots. We could look at, you know, takeaways. We could look at all sorts of things. We could look at hits for all I care. But I was just like, you know, those stats are just, you know, there, there's got to be something else. And then, you know, I remembered, look at the Corsi 4 percentage. That's what I did for Dougie Hamilton. So Ryan Gray's Corsi 4 percentage is above elite status from this past season. And in his career, it's actually on the tier. So it's really close. So let me reiterate this. 55% or higher is considered elite. And then when we're looking at some more uh, analytics for uh, Ryan Graves and overall what he was able to do in his NHL career. So during the 2019 and 2020 season, he appeared in 69 games. He had nine goals, 17 assists for a grand total of 26 points, but his plus minus was 40. That's right. 40. And he got some all-star, you know, votes and nods. Uh, he didn't become an all-star, but the fact that he was sort of getting that attention, you know, really should say something. So you know, when we're looking at his overall impact uh, just on the rink and how it makes the team a, a better around him. So that means the Colorado Avalanche, you know, the, when, when he's on the rink for the 2019 and 2020 season, you know, their offense was actually pretty good. And, you know, they were, uh, you know, scoring all sorts of goals when he was on the rink. So I'm just putting that out there. His impact is silent but deadly. And I believe he deserves some more respect in that regard. So, you know, um, like I said, he led the NHL actually in plus minus during the 2019-2020 season if you need some reference. And defensive point shares that season, he was 5.2, which was third best in the league. So I'm just saying, like, you know, when we're looking at his impact, silent but deadly. So led the league in plus minus with 40 and defensive point shares that season as well, top three. So, you know, I'm just saying he deserves a lot more recognition and just a lot more respect in, in that regards for his overall defensive impact. And, you know, when we're talking about him being a bottom defenseman for this team, I really don't see that. And like I said, we have him signed for this season and next season. So this experiment could, you know, pay dividends for the New Jersey Devils. So uh, Graves will fill another major weakness on the Devils roster. So the left side uh, of the D has its issues 
And without Graves, the, the Devils would be looking at Ty Smith, uh, Will Butcher, and Jonas Siegenthaler. But once we got um, Dougie Hamilton, Will Butcher was traded away to uh, the Buffalo Sabres. And I honestly think that's a match made in heaven. So, uh, you know, like I said, our left-handed defenseman needed some help. But once we got him... And, you know, I, I I think the future is bright for Siegenthaler and Smith. I'm just like, you know, should we draft Luke Hughes? But, you know, the more the merrier. And there's no guarantee that um, Ryan Graves will remain with the Devils organization once his contract is up. But, you know, for here and now, while we're in the present, I believe this is a very good addition for the New Jersey Devils for their uh, left-handed defenseman. And overall, Ryan Graves' impact should be silent but deadly. And, you know, it's going to be a huge question mark as to if he can translate his success from the Colorado Avalanche to the New Jersey Devils organization. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the third and fourth library this morning. And the third one comes from Bilt Bar. So, did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? I love coconut. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Check out these awesome stats. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar was also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go Team USA. Isn't that really cool? So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now the fourth and final live read comes from BetOnline. So if you are a betting person, please go to BetOnline.ag. But remember to gamble responsibly. So it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, make a bet, on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use that promo code Locked On. So let's get back to the Ryan Graves discussion and wrap it up, shall we? So Graves is most likely going to be an option uh, on the Devils' top line. We've already established that because, like I said, I do not see him uh, playing on the third line, maybe the second line for certain teams or matchups or if he's struggling. But I, 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 for a very rare occurrence, I do not see him playing on the uh, bottom tier line after at all. So after years of missed uh, defensive responsibilities, he will need to show he can fix the team's problems. 
On top of that, the Devils desperately need a better season on the penalty kill. And he's excellent in that regard. So, remember, specialty teams was not good for the New Jersey Devils uh, this past season. And, you know, some of that came from a lack of practice time. And, you know, uh, Lindy Ruff being a rookie uh, coach for the New Jersey Devils. I'm not saying Lindy Ruff is a rookie coach. I'm just saying it was his first season with the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, he he just had to, um, you know, learn how to adapt to the New Jersey Devil system. This is a relatively young team, and it seemed like the young guys really responded well to him. So I know Lindy Ruff is one of the most winningest coaches in NHL history, so do not come at me when I say he's a rookie coach. I'm just saying it's his first season with the New Jersey Devils. So in terms of being with the Devils organization, he was a rookie. So I'm, I'm just putting that out there, okay? And that's fair. So, um, you know, uh, new front office and, you know, during a pandemic year in which we were only able to play a limited amount of games uh, against certain teams and just, like I said, lack of practice, lack of film time, uh, specialty teams really couldn't get better. And that two-week hiatus certainly did not help things. So, uh, like I mentioned, um, Ryan Graves, fantastic on the penalty kill. So he can really help us in that regard, just blasting the puck down the other side of the rink and just clearing the ice and just wasting that time for the opposing team's power play. I'm just saying there have been too many instances where the Devils just don't seem to clear the puck and overall it just really hurts us because they just look like a deer in headlights. So if you look at our power play performance versus like just a random team that we played last year, the the difference was night and day. Like for our power play, I, I even forgot that we had a, uh, a power play opportunity because it was just like we were playing so passively. We're just passing the puck around. We're not doing anything. But, you know, that's for our power play. As for our penalty kill, it just looked like, you know, like uh, it's the opposite. Like we just didn't know how to clear the puck. We looked like a deer in headlights. The other team is passing around, collapsing our defense down low. And overall, we just leave our uh, netminders very exposed. So it's just like that's something we need to work on and bring in Ryan Graves is key. And I wish more people were just talking about it because his Corsi 4 percentage is at elite status from this past season. Uh, you know, uh, he he led uh, the league in plus minus uh, just a couple of seasons ago. He was ranked in the top three for defensive point shares. So I'm just saying like uh, for Ryan Graves, he kind of checks uh, all the boxes. He's doing well in the penalty kill. He does well in the plus minus category. He does well for Corsi 4 percentage, so you know his overall impact uh, from a defensive standpoint and defensive point shares, top three in the NHL. So I'm just saying for the New Jersey Devils, it's just like, we, we I think we struck gold, and I think uh, Fitzgerald struck gold, and more people just need to talk about Ryan Graves and his overall impact because it's just like, you know, he, he's the forgotten uh, piece for this successful offseason. Like, he was the first domino piece to fall, and he could be a major X factor this season. Now, the question is, like, you know, and I've said this on the show many times, like, you know, he had Sam Gerrard, he had Kale McCarr, he had Devon Taves to help him out on the defensive end, and he was the odd man out. So, you know, was he relying too heavily on those players? And, you know, will it translate well uh, once he gets to the Prudential Center and puts on the devil sweater? You know, we don't know what might happen, but overall, it's just like, you know, I, I think uh, we, we found someone really valuable for this season and next season. So, We'll see what happens, and it didn't take much to get him. We just traded Mikel Maltsev, and, you know, Maltsev is a bottom six player. I don't really expect much out of him, even though, you know, he just played one year with the Devils. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but overall, uh, Ryan Graves just, he needs more respect, and I think that um, uh, Devils fans should really appreciate what Tom Fitzgerald was able to do this offseason in terms of just 
pursuing after him and getting his services. And, you know, when we talk about Dougie Hamilton, when we talk about Thomas Tatar, when we talk about Jonathan Bernier, when we talk about Luke Hughes, we really need to talk about Ryan Graves as well because Ryan Graves, as I mentioned, and this will be the final time that I say it, first domino piece to fall and just his uh, impact is silent but deadly. And uh, I think the league should really take notice of what Ryan Graves is able to do for our top line this season when he's paired with Dougie Hamilton or when he's paired on the second line or, you know, whatever the case might be, because I don't think it's going to be like a Ryan Murray situation where, you know, we're basically just say, you know, we give up on you and uh, we're going to make you a healthy scratch and, you know, adios, um, you know, uh, sayonara, don't let the door hit you on the way out, kick rocks, whatever the case might be. But, you know, Ryan Graves, I think we should be really excited for it. So let me know what you guys think about Ryan Graves. And I know what uh, Ryan Graves' fan page will probably think of this episode. So uh, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils. Thanks for listening.